Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirits and spirit decks in the world of Magic the Gathering. On this episode, Watsy's back to business as usual, banning, canceling, oh, and also teasing. Do I got you curious? I hope so. Let's get this thing started, shall we? Let's go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. I am your host, Dwight, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach me out on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm. Please follow. I'd appreciate it. Then I got my email. Look, I'd like to hear from you. MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Throw me a line. Tell me what you want to hear, what you want to know. Hey, I'm here for you. And also, mtgectoplasm.com, where you can see my latest and greatest episodes. And if you want to donate or sponsor the show, you can gladly do that there. Also, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening on your favorite podcast streaming thing, please subscribe to the show. I would gladly appreciate it because let me just tell you, this is the number one show nationally and internationally around the world dealing with spirits and spirit decks and you know what it doesn't get better than this ladies and gentlemen so i want to thank you all my listeners nationally internationally listen to the show the thousands and thousands of you i am humbled literally humbled and i am appreciative now ladies and gentlemen I do have a sponsor for the show, and it's my friends at Rec Productions. Rec Productions is an awesomely disruptive crew of digital and media and lighting production enthusiasts. They produce killer audio and video content for business, artists, and anyone who else wants to be heard and seen. For more information, visit their website, www.recproductions.com. That's www.recproductions.com. The letter D, productions.com. Recproductions.com. Check them out. And like I said last week, I do a uh, a show with them on their Twitch channel, the Rec Productions on Twitch, Friday nights at 9, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. I do a show called The Weekly Catch-Up, hosted by Handsome and the other guy. And like I keep on saying, you know who the Handsome guy is. I'm just saying. I have a handsome voice. And then also on there, we have, I do two cute skits. One's called Sexy Time with Dwight, which you're going to go, oh my God, that's a lot of Dwight. And then Moist Thoughts, you know, you know relax there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, don't don't get crude on me, but I promise you, there are moments where you laugh. There's moments where you'll go, what the hell are they doing? And, you know, the whole point is, you know, we're we're just having fun, just talking, debating, and just, you know what? Enough of the negativity in the world. Now, now, ladies and gentlemen, I have now done the pleasantries. I've discussed uh, what I wanted to discuss early with, you know, sponsors, my, you know, my the other project that I'm working on right now. I'm working on tons and tons of projects, plus me with nursing school. So let me begin by saying Watsy. Watsy has been up to shenanigans as of late and today. Today, May 19th, which you guys will be hearing May 20th, unfortunately, there was a banning. Now, this only matters to my friends who are playing Historic. Now, if you're not playing MTG Arena, I don't blame you. I understand. It may be a little cumbersome. I may be a pain in the ass. But, you know, it's Magic the, magic the Gathering that you play on your computer, on your cell phone. So that means if you're, you know, a little indisposed, let's say, in the bathroom, and you, you don't want to get a game of Magic, and you can do that there using Arena. Now, today's announcement in Historic says that Thassa's Oracle I don't know, I expected another card, but that's how Oracle itself 
has been banned in the uh, the the date when it goes into effect is tomorrow, May 20th, 2021. This is what Watsi has said. While Thassa's Oracle is a powerful card that created a combo that created combo decks across multiple formats, until recently, it wasn't a force to be reckoned with in Historic. However, with the reprinting of Tainted Pact and the fine-tuning of the R-Type, we've seen the rise of the two-card combo in Historic to the point that half the field for the past League weekend utilized this combo. Due to the power of the two-card combination, and because we expect that Thassa's Oracle is like to, likely to cause problems down the road as Historic continues to add new cards, Thassa's Oracle is banned in Historic. The changes will go into effect tomorrow, May 20th, 2021. Now, I applaud Wizards for going out there and banning. If you see some, you know, if you see something that, you know, is going to end up being a issue in the long run, get rid of it ASAP. Now, my concern is, did you really have to take out Thassa's Oracle? We couldn't take away Tainted Pact? Really? But you know what? All I can say is, Watsi knows what's coming down the pipe or pike. I don't. I don't know the terminology. English is such a very difficult language. But it's coming down the road, and obviously they're aware of something, and they they they're like, Thassa's mm. Oracle right now is a pain in the ass, and you know what? We're better off just getting rid of it now. Personally, I would have gotten rid of the you know. The tainted pact, but who am I? I'm a nobody. I'm just an individual you choose to listen to every time I put out a podcast out, and I appreciate it. Now, this brings me to one thing that 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 strikes me. They're complaining about how, due to the power of a two part uh, two card combination, they didn't expect the power. Well, wizards, if you have a problem. With a two-card combo, okay, in the world of Magic the Gathering. Ah, Heliod Company. Just saying. Hashtag, just saying. Heliod Company. Heliod. Okay. And you could put the Spike Feeder. Or Heliod with Walking Ballista. You know, it's okay in modern. It's okay in modern wizards, right? But we can't have a two-card combination in historic. Oh, no. Not in our baby arena where, you know what? We want everybody to go and play because, you know, there's still a pandemic. And nobody's really, you know, paying too much attention to MTGO. Because that's where we want everybody to go to arena, not MTGO, right? Don't, you know, don't, don't BS me. Okay. I, I know, I, I, I know people who can BS people left and right. I understand. I applaud you for this decision. If over half the field in a competitive uh, format and half the deck is this, yes, remove it immediately. But don't give me this BS, oh, well, it's a two-card combo. Well, we got a two-card combo in modern, ladies and gentlemen. And can we deal with it? Yeah. Is it an unfair combo? No. But let me just tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it's hard to deal with. A lot of decks are struggling to deal with it, and it's still one of the top decks in, in, in the format. The only reason, ladies and gentlemen, that you don't see it higher on the rankings on uh, MTG decks or freaking uh, uh, Goldfish, MTG Goldfish, is the fact that, you know what, doing it on MTGO, having that uh, Heliod Company deck, is a real pain in the ass. 
Let's be honest with you, one another. You have Heliod, then you have the Spike Feeder. Oh, I have infinite life. You call the judge. Well, you know, I'd like him to click every button in, in, in real life. No, on computer, yeah, it's a pain in the ass to do. Same thing with the freaking uh, walking ballista. Go walk up to a judge. Oh, well, it, it, it's infinite. I got infinite damage here, judge. I'm saying wizards. If you're going to call call it down the middle, call it down the middle. And I'll tell you, once everything opens up and we start start having, you know, PTQs and all this other stuff, you know what? I'm just saying Heliod. Just saying. Now, leads me to my next section. Now, notice how I said ptqs right well wizards in their infinite wisdom has destroyed abolished they sent they, they basically cast a wrath of god a damnation to the pro tour the pro tour no longer exists it's nothing more than a fog of gnats just flying around and just be all oh, we're just sitting there like carrying feeders feeding and eating off of it now you're gonna go Dwight well tell us really how you feel because you're gonna go Dwight today's episode is very negative you've never been this negative and you know what I'm sorry ladies and gentlemen I'm not like I'm in a happy and jovial mood. And let me just begin by telling you what Watsy did with with the Thassa's Oracle. I applaud. I applaud 100 percent. With the Pro Tour, this is going to shock you, ladies and gentlemen. I applaud as well. I applaud. And at the same time, I cringe. Why do I applaud, ladies and gentlemen? Because if you sat there and looked how it, how you, as an individual, can enter the Pro Tour and be able to uh, compete, no, ladies and gentlemen, you didn't stand a chance and rats hell. You had a better chance of getting Bitcoin at $1 and making billions of dollars than entering in the Pro Tour. Let's be honest with one another here. You had a better chance of getting struck by lightning or winning the lottery or someone just handing you a key to a Tesla. I hate to tell you, it's not going to happen. Well, you may get a chance to hit, you know, in the lottery. If you get stuck, struck by lightning and you're hearing this, I'm sorry. But realistically, you have no chance in this mud ball of a planet we call earth to get into pro tour so i'm happy they did away with it i found it like i lost my mind last year i believe it was last year where you had they were like oh we're we're doing pro tour your neighbor will know you're a winner and your your parents will know and your dog will know and the guy who makes your pizza gonna know and that you're trash collecting guy's gonna know and the guy who's painting your fence and manicuring your dog and yada yada they're gonna know this bs commercial i'm actually thrilled they got rid of it because now it seems to me i feel they're gonna start opening up for opportunities like for the common man, the working guy, you, me, uh, the the com- common individual, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm, I'm, I'm I want to see where Watsy is going to do. Are they going to sit there and expect and and demand that Star City and Channel Fireball continue their things, or are they going to actually sit there and actually be about it? Watsy has been hands off, honestly, about Pro Tour because they took away what? They took away worlds. They took away states. They took away this. They took away that. 
Now, what upsets me about this is I feel bad for the Pro Tour player. I'm happy that it's gone. The Pro Tour is gone, and they're going to rebuild it. I'm thrilled about it. But I feel bad, ladies and gentlemen, for the poor Pro Tour player. It's not their fault. They just lost their job. Especially in this economic time right now, I feel 100% bad for them. They had, like, for once, Watsy was actually putting up money where people could live off, make, you know, off the game. They could support a family, buy a house, have a dog, and be married and have kids, and be able to play competitive Magic the Gathering. I feel bad for them. I know some of you are like, well, at least it's not me. But sometimes this is where we need to humble ourselves and actually put ourselves in our brethren's position. Hate to say, Wati, I, I, I don't like the curse. I really, you, ladies and gentlemen, you've seen me on this show and I really bite my tongue. But Wati, you fucked up. God, man. You really did those people dirty. And they busted their ass to promote your game. And the only reason why I honestly enjoyed watching Pro Tour is because you get to see some of the best of the best, the strategy, the insight. You know how I talked last week, ladies and gentlemen, that I thought it was a moral imperative that, you know, you as spirit pilots out there should be streaming more and putting yourselves out there so we can learn from you. And if we have advice, we can suggest it to you so you can better your skills. This is, this is a brotherhood of spirits, right? We should help one another. The Pro Tour is that same way where we look at these people, these pillars, these uh, uh, Hall of Famers, some of the best players, that, like some of the thought process, processes. I'm, I'm telling you, like I thought, I think I usually think outside of the box. Like these people are playing 3D, 4D chest. Okay, and I'm playing checkers and it's it upsets me now that i'm not going to see that anymore but watsy didn't help either when's the last time you heard oh well they're gonna they're gonna broadcast pro tour anything where you get to see the best of the best perform you never saw that they never advertised it where they didn't tell people like me, a people, a person like me who spews out magic content. They didn't go to the professor at Tolarian Academy. They didn't go to Nikachu. They didn't go to Pleasant Kenobi. They didn't go to anybody and go, hey, watch a pro tour. They, had, they said, well, there's pro tour and people know you're a pro tour player and that you won and you're a champion. And the worst part, ladies and gentlemen, the, the, like two years ago, it, what what made me live it about the Pro Tour is that they had a gentleman, an individual, come in to the Pro Tour, all right, who was like a champion of another game. I think it was like Hearthstone or something. And you had people lined up who were automatic Magic the Gathering players who've been playing and busting their ass to get on the Pro Tour, and this guy takes his spot. And then we have these other celebrities that come in, and yada, yada. That's great. That's understandable. We have celebrities. Yay! Like, bro, you know, Seth Rogen knows that we play Magic the Gathering, and this guy knows he plays Magic the Gathering, and this guy, yay, this is great! But what does that do? Like... Does that inspire you, ladies and gentlemen? Does it, or does it, it, it inspire you? Uh, inspire you that you got some guy in like Orlando, Florida, who just went, mm, uh, I just started playing and uh, been playing for about three years and took this deck and I mastered it and I'm kicking ass. To me, that's more of an in inspiring story than some guy in Hollywood who just got had a, a, a just made a good movie and all of a sudden. 
well, I'm a celebrity and I play Magic the Gathering now and I think I should be on the Pro Tour. Kiss my ass. Straight up kiss my ever-loving ass. And I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I don't mean to be negative. I really don't. I'm just, just frustrated with them. I love this game. I love this game more than any other game that I've ever played. Do I consider myself good? Yeah, I think I'm a good player. Do I think I'm great? Well, compared to my friends, hell yeah. I know they're listening like Dwight Pisa excrement. Yeah, I think I'm better than them. Do I think I'm better than people that I, I, I face at LG, LGSs? Sometimes. There, there are a handful where I'm like, <laughs> you know, I got an easy victory here. Others, I'm like, okay, this is a pro tour guy or this is a guy who plays competitively. Yeah, I got to be on my P's and Q's here. I'm honest. Do I think I, you know, I'm a Dr. Queller? Do I think I'm uh, REMF? No. I'm not on their levels. I wish I was. But I'm trying. I'm trying every day. I'm getting better. Me busting my ass working from 8 to 5 o'clock in the afternoon, going to school at 5.30, coming out at 10 o'clock, and then doing podcasts and then trying to play. You know what? I'm busting my ass here, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? I love this game, and I'll keep on playing till the day I die. That's how much I love this game. So let's move to positive things. Okay, let's 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 get our chakras ready. Um, let's think positive thoughts. Um, breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth, and if gas comes out your back end and you have flatus, that's okay too. Mm, okay. Enough of the silly stuff. Now, third segment. Our friend Mark Rosewater decided he wanted to do some funny shenanigans that he did during what? Strixhaven. And said, hey, I'm going to release teasers. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have here in my hands. A one, two, I have two pages and then a whole bunch of X's. Three pages of X's, which I don't know why I have three pages of X's. But I have three, two, two pages and three X's of, three pages of X's. And I mean like X, 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 then seven. Okay, so let me begin. Mark Rosewater decided, hey, I'm going to, before previews come out, I'm going to give you teasers to let you know what things you should consider or see, these little tiny hints, before things start getting spoiled. Because spoiler season is near, it's in a, like, in a, it's either today when you listen or tomorrow. And it's like you, ladies and gentlemen, I am excited. I am like, I've been waiting for Modern Horizons 2 since the release of Modern Horizons 1. Why? Because I want that Azorius Horizon Land. Desperate for it. I play Azorius Spirits, and I need that Azorius Land. Why? Because I think it's key, essential, and I think it'll complete my deck and make that deck better, a lot better. Plus, I'm also curious what shenanigans they're going to incorporate and how more, like, what cards are going to be broken. You know, like uh, that one creature, uh, Hogak. Hogak was broke. I mean, do we get another crazy creature, like uh, another uh, crazy uh, planeswalker like Red and Six? Who knows? So let's see what Rose Mark Rosewater says. Ready? A legendary character best known for having his name on a powerful card that has been banned finally gets a legendary creature. 
Well, what do you think that could be? This is just my thoughts. I say it's Ashnod. I have no room here to tell you anything, but I think it's Ashnod. Next thing it says, a theme on only a handful of cards in Modern Horizons gets a larger presence. Well, what theme did we have last time? The only thing theme I can think of is Force of. So we had Force of Negation, Force of Virtue, or Force of Yada Yada, right? I'm saying there's going to be more Forces of. That's just me. Just throwing it out there. Next one is a frog 26 years in the making. Now, I've been, been, I've been playing since 1999. Okay, so that's almost 22 years of straight up Magic the Gathering play. Twenty-six? I have not a clue. Now this is this better be like Prince Charming, you know, the frog or or, or, or the frog and the princess, like Disney. I, I don't know what frog they're talking about, but I'm curious. Then there's gonna be new split cards. Okay? As a Azorius player or a band player in spirits. I am very curious, and I want to see what shenanigans will they allow me to do and play with. So, there you go. I was trying to figure something more to say, but nothing. A future site mechanic reused for the first time. Now, there's two two and I have in mind. One I brought up uh, a while ago to a couple friends, and they poo-pooed it. And that is grandeur. I really love the grandeur mechanic. I have a deck based on the grandeur mechanic. That it's just a fun deck that I play with my friends. It's Oris, where I discard it, and you can't attack or cast spells. And I just return it back to my hand because I have Genesis in my graveyard. And of course, I'm, I'm only way to get the creatures in the graveyard is using you know Fauna Shaman and also. Uh, survival of the fittest so i just have that recurring engine where i'm controlling and oh i discard i get the card back you, you oh that's right all you can do is play a land then my turn yep i'm a jerk the other mechanic i actually think it could be is graveborn graveborn if you don't know what that is ladies and gentlemen i'll tell you look it up it's an interesting mechanic and because the fact there's, I, I'm just saying the image looks like deck and black blade. Something tells me it's graveborn. Just saying. Now, now the next one is a character that first appeared in, in a magic novel finally becomes a legendary creature. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I didn't read any of the novels. I wanted to. I started collecting the books, but never read any of the novels. So, with that being said, that's going to be a new one for me. Next, you have a card with the words 4 and 14. Cards with a word 4 and a 14. I'm assuming you pay four mana, four additional mana, and a mill 14 additional cards. Or you pay f- play four cards from your hand and you draw 14 cards. Don't just spitballing here. A fan favorite animal character finally becomes a legendary creature. 
No. I was going to say the uh, squirrels, but squirrels have been done. So the only thing I can think of creature-wise that has not been done. Hmm. I think a fish. We haven't done a fish yet. Or, you know, maybe a fish. What else? Oh, that's so tough. A goat. Maybe a goat. A goat would be interesting. A legendary goat creature. Hmm. Now, the next card is a white enchantment with a trigger that investigates. Well, you know what? I like that because of the fact that it allows us to draw more cards, especially in white. And white, you know, there's not really that much uh, card drawing in white. But, of course, you know what's going to happen. This is going to be an EDH card, and it doesn't matter to us in modern because why EDH is the most popular format in the world of Magic the Gathering and Watsy likes to make their money on it. Screw modern, even though this is said is a modern horizons. Go figure. A planeswalker from the past that has previously only had a legendary creature card. I got two ideas here. I'm going to say it's Dak and Blackblade, who was a legendary creature before. Now he's a planeswalker. Or Mishra. Or Urza. Both of them were planeswalkers. So it'd be neat to see them. Or how about Squee? How funny would that be? All of us are expecting one thing, and they just bring out Squee. Because Squee was a planeswalker. All right. Then this section here says, here are some snippets from rules text that appear in the set. Ooh. Rules text. Ready? Whenever you cast your third spell each turn, this happens. Well, ladies and gentlemen, no, that ain't going to happen for us in spirits. <laughs> Definitely not. Another card that's not going to happen. This is the next one. For each other ooze you control. Well, unless you're a Ninja Turtle, know the secret of the ooze. Um, this card doesn't matter to us, but I have a friend who he's a big fan of oozes, and this oozes for you. Next card says, now, th now this is kind of weird. It says censored. Now, there must be cursing, so you can put your personal expletive here in this section where I say censored. Ready? If an ability of a censored or another censored you control triggers. That ability triggers an additional time. I want to say land or artifact. Land or another artifact. That That's just me. I'm just throwing it out there. That's just me. Next thing says, this ability costs one less to activate for each plus one plus one counter on creatures you control. Now, that scares the hell out of me because didn't we just sit there and talk about affinity? Didn't we talk about hard and scales affinity? This ability costs one less to activate for each plus one plus one counter on creatures you control. God, I hope that doesn't help them out. That's going to be really scary. Next card says, you may sacrifice a mountain rather than pay that spell's mana cost. I'm actually surprised it says mana, that spells mana cost. Shouldn't it be uh, mana value? Aren't they changing that? Mana value? I'm assuming it's going to be like, oh, well, here's a lightning bolt, and I'm going to shock, you know, sacrifice that, and I don't know. I'll do you two more points of damage. Something I'm guessing, you know. Burn, burn, burn always finds a way. Now, the one that everybody's talking about, they're interested in about, 
which as spirit players, it's not going to matter to us. But I actually think people are thinking this is a creature. I say nay. I say this is an aura. And it says trample over planeswalkers. I think that's an aura. Now, the following card says, if an insect card was milled this way. Now, that's really specific. Really, really, really specific. Unless you're playing an insect deck and you're going toe-to-toe with a mill deck. Mm, don't see that card being played. Now, following card next says protect protection from permanence with corruption counters on them. Now, I saw this and I was like, ooh, this is interesting. This is a very, very interesting card. And why? Because I can see this being put on advisors. This is a this is an advisor here. Or a cleric. Or a wizard. But I wouldn't put it past wizards to make this a spirit. If there are any spirits in the set. And why I say that that way, ladies and gentlemen? Because we look at Orzov, the white black syndicate from Ravnica, and they're all about corruption. Just saying, ladies and gentlemen, this might be a spirit, or a spirit. In, a spirit and this is an enchantment that could be used in spirits. Just saying. Next card says, choose a number between one and five. Flip that many coins. Well, since I'm not a coin flipper and I don't take any, you know, I don't believe in chance and I, I make my own chances, I make my own fate, fate, I make my own destiny, this is not a card for me. Maybe for you if you had that, that, that card where you have that gum, goblin's thumbs, one thumb and then the other thumb. My boy likes that card, though. My boy, Mike. I'm like, meh. Instead... Create one of each. That's the next card. Instead, create one of each. Obviously, to me, that's a blue card. I'm, you know, I'm going to actually say that's a Simic card. I'm going to say that's a split card, and it's a, a, a Simic. It's a screaming that way for me. Now, one of each what? I have no clue. God knows it might be just me. Oh, you know, we're going to just create planeswalkers. One of each. That's all in play. Could be interesting. Could be scary. Now, this is another section here in the teasers. It says, here are some types, type lines from this set. Now, I, I was looking forward to this because this is how I knew Spirits was going to be something in Strixhaven. Unfortunately, looking at this list, my hopes are not up at all. But there's one I, I you know, I'm excited to see. Actually, there's two I'm really excited to see what shenanigans Watsy is doing. And I'll keep those two for last. The first is Artifact Creature Assembly Worker. Well, notice how I said before that plus one, plus one. Now we have an Assembly Worker here. You know what? It scares me to say this, but uh, Hard Skills Affinity just just may have gotten cards they need to push it over the top, and we're going to start seeing it more and more on MTGO and then officially in paper as things start opening up. Now, the next one is Creature Dinosaur Illusion. Now, I'm going to be one of the people that tells you I, I was never a fan of the dinosaur type, but I'm a fan of illusions. So it'd be funny to me to see like a 12-1 
and, and you target it and it dies. I, I would laugh hysterically. Like, I just might collect the card just because it's like, that's how much I don't like dinosaurs. Never been a fan. Next card is Creature Dothy Rogue. Now, I used to play, I've been playing for years, and seeing Dothy, I'm like, wow, they're, they're going to introduce Shadow. Now, I'm like, Shadow, that's, Shadow should be Spirits. This is screaming spirits. We should have a spirit. Now, Dothy lives in a... They're rogues that live in between planes, and that's why we can't block them, and we got to take their hits. So I'm really interested to see the Dothy return. Now, the next one is Creature Skeleton Shaman. I'm interested because, you know, the... I like skeletons. I like shamans. Keep an eye out on this one. I I have a weird feeling about this one. Especially since they had that skeleton elemental that was, uh, what, uh, the lightning. Now, you know, wasn't, you know, I personally love that card a lot, but it's not great, but interesting. I think the, the, skeleton, the skeleton shaman is going to be like that. Now, next creature is Elemental Incarnation. Okay, you you hear me, right? I'm doing cartwheels because I haven't seen an incarnation in almost a decade. And that's how thrilled I am to see another incarnation. Elemental's cool. I have no problems, but incarnations. Next is an artifact creature, Clumir. I mean, you know, I think these, this is going to be a key card. I hope it's like a little 1-1. One, one. You know, you sacrifice and draw a card. I like that. Next card is Legendary Creature, Snake Elf Scout. Snake Elf Scout. Mm, I don't know what the hell's going on there, but this better be a, a, a Simic card. Because if these people were making babies, ooh, I hate to look at the mommy or the daddy, because God forbid that, that that right there is sexual harassment and many different levels. Next card is Legendary Squirrel Warrior. Now, I'm assuming this is the card, this is the image that we've seen on the packaging. I don't know if you've seen the imaging. There's a, like a squirrel, and then you see a merfolk, and then you see uh, something else, and then you see deck in the Black Blade. I think this is the, the Legendary Creature Squirrel Warrior. Excited to see that. Now, these are the two that I'm mentioning that I'm leaving for last because I'm sitting here, I'm excited about. And the first one is Tribal Artifact. Now, mind you, Tribal. haven't seen Tribal since the days of Lorwyn. So Tribal Artifact. Mm -hmm. So that definitely makes Tarmogoyf a happy boy. But then it's a Lurgoyf. Oh, no, it's another creature. But hold on, it says tribal artifact, and it doesn't say creature. It says Lorgoyf. Why? Because it's going to do the same thing as Tar um, Tarmogoyf. The only difference is, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to pay mana to make it a creature. This is the one where I think the 4 and 14, you have to have four different card types in the graveyard and it's a 1414 just saying i don't know what's the, the the bells are ringing in my ear just saying and then finally the one i know a lot of you uh because i know a lot of you came from merfolk into spirits i know a lot of you're like you know you have a soft spot for merfolk like i do Legendary creature, Merfolk God. A Merfolk God. 
I thought Thassa was the merfolk god, but she's the god of the sea. So we have to have a god of merfolk. Hey, Watsy, here's a question for you. When am I going to get a god that's a spirit, a spirit god? Just saying, just throwing it out there. Hey, hey, oh, hey, go right for me, okay? Spirit god. But for my merfolk friends, my merfolk I want to say mofo. Merfolk friends, you get a merfolk god. And you guys who play merfolk, god, you guys need a one-mana creature, and this is not going to be it. And I feel bad because I have a feeling this is going to be nothing more than an EDH commander card and nothing you're going to ever use in commander, I mean, use in modern. And this is a modern set. This is what's going to... This is gonna blow my mind. I'm gonna laugh hysterically because I feel I'm gonna feel bad for the Merfolk people because the the crap that Watsi has introduced the spirit players since when? Oh, that's right. Uh, since uh, Kalheim, since we were told, oh, there's gonna be a village, a town, a a plane, not a plane, but a, a a section that's basically spirits. And what spirits did we get? Meh, with the, with the exception of Ascendant Spirit. Okay, that's seen here and there. But what other spirit has there been? Nothing. Then we were told Strixhaven. Strixhaven, we got spirits. Woo! Yeah, baby! Yeah, they ended up being Boros, Boros spirits. Or, or I can't say that. Lorehold spirits. And yeah, it's like I'm dropping the soap at a prison, and I'm just, just yeah, pal. Mm-hmm. No bueno. That's all I'm gonna say. No bueno. Then this all ends up with finally here are some mechanics in the set. Now there's over fifty something mechanics in the set. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I'm assuming Flash is going to be it. And if I can see flying, I can see indestructible. One that scares me is Annihilator. I can see Annihilator back into this. Hell, the one I'd be worried about is if it's that 4 and 14 and you see Annihilator 14. Woo, chacho. That hurts my soul. So... They have 50-something. That's where all those little X's are. Finally, here are some mechanics in the set. I replaced all those letters with X's. So do you have XXXX, quotation 4, and then XXXX, quotation 5. And they went all the way to the last number of 15, which I think is a mountain cycling. Just throwing that out there, there's only one... X X X X X fifteen times, and I think that's mountain cycling. Just throwing that out there. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That's what I have for you when it comes to Modern Horizons two teasers. Woo! Yay! Teasers! Yay! Or, or are you more expecting? I hope so. Now, unfortunately, it's late at night. I did not have a chance to do the shout-out section, but I promise, I do promise, that this Sunday, when I do my broadcast, I will be talking about the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. And I've been seeing some names up there that are kicking ass. I've seen certain players who I mentioned you know, they went 4-1 again. Congrats. Oh, before I leave, okay, and I, I, it's a moral imperative that I do this because, and I have to look for it on my phone, so you got to forgive me, but I, I need to shout out somebody, okay? So there's one person I'm going to shout out just because I think it's a moral imperative 
Okay. Unfortunately, this individual went seven and one. Okay. In a modern league challenge. That's REMF. He went seven and one in a modern league challenge. Now, I don't know if you know how hard that is, but he went seven and one. I applaud you, young man, for going out there and kicking ass just like Dr. Queller does every week. But to go seven and one, and you almost went undefeated and put spirits back to the top and prove to everybody, to show everybody that people are sleeping on spirits when everybody should be 100% aware that spirits is a great, not just a good deck, a great deck right now. And the problem is, is that we don't have enough players sitting there playing it because they're scared of what the format looks like. Don't be afraid. Take these licks. Like, if you're one of these players that, oh, I want to do good a tournament, look at REMF. Look at Dr. Queller. Look at, look at all the top players out there that are playing this deck. See how they're doing. Look at their sideboard. Estimate what, what they're swapping in, swapping out. And play the deck. I guarantee, I believe in you, that you will achieve a level of success like no other deck. I believe in you, ladies and gentlemen. This is a deck. I don't think, I think Spirits is not in the greatest position, but it sure as hell not in the worst position. I think we're above 50, uh, 55% in ev almost most of our matchups. There's no, there's no free victories here, but I believe we have a, gr we we can succeed in this meta, this current meta. The meta is slowing down. Yeah, there's a lot of creature destruction, but we have a lot of creature protection and a lot of interaction with our deck. So, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I want to thank Remf Remf going out there and kicking ass and showing proving because i believe in him i know you believe in him enough said so this uh, this sunday when i do my broadcast i promise i will have do my shout out section and i will talk about the best of the best the cream of the crop the creme de la creme until then ladies and gentlemen Thank you for listening to the show. Remember, like the show. If you're listening on that whatever uh, podcasting you're listening to, please follow. Please subscribe. Please follow. Whatever you got to do, just join the show. Join me on Twitter, MTG Ectoplasm. Email me, mtgectoplasm at gmail.com. And finally, mtgectoplasm.com. Or did I say Gmail? No, I'm so confused. You know, it's one of these episodes where it's just... Yeah. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? I'll see you next time. All right? Good night. <laughs>